You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello there, what it do, how are you, and welcome to episode 61 of Above the Nest with Rachelle, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. It's a great day to talk football, that is Eagles football, of course, and I'm your host, Rachelle Prevet, getting you hip very quick to what's happening. Your Philadelphia Eagles are 5-0 after beating the Arizona Cardinals 20-17. This is the third time in franchise history that the Birds have started 5-0. The Eagles started 7-0 in 2004, and they began 6-0 in 1981. But it is Dallas week, and so there's really no point in spending too much time reflecting on the Eagles-Cardinals game. So very, very quickly, I'm just going to run through a few of the takeaways from that game. Tackling was horrendous, but C.J. Gardner-Johnson did have a really good day. He had 10 tackles and an interception. The Eagles were efficient running the ball. They had 139 rushing yards on 33 carries. Jalen Hurst completed 26 of 36 passes for 239 yards. Plus, he did run for a game high of 61 yards, and he had the Eagles only two touchdowns. Kyler Murray, on the other hand, only completed 28 of 42 passes for 250 yards with a touchdown, and he had an interception. Cam Jurgens made his NFL debut on offense when Jason Kelsey missed a few snaps because of an injury. Devontae Smith led the Eagles players in targets with 11. He caught 10 of those for 87 yards. However, he did have a really rare drop. So hopefully against the Cowboys, we don't see that again. Um, Dallas Goddard led the Eagles in receiving with eight catches on nine targets for 95 yards. AJ Brown had a pretty quiet game. We've never really seen a performance like this from him so far. He was hardly utilized. He only finished with three receptions on seven total targets for 32 yards. Yikes. The 22-year-old kicker, who was an undrafted rookie free agent, filled in for Jake Elliott against the Cardinals, and he was named NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. Cameron Dicker had eight total points against the Cardinals. He made both of his field goal attempts, the first from 42 yards to put the Eagles up 17 to 10, and the second was the 23-yard game winner. He also made two PAT kicks. And so far, the Eagles have had one NFC Player of the Week for every single week of the season. Zach McPherson won NFC Special Teams Player of the Week Week 1, Darius Slay won NFC Defensive Player of the Week, Week 2. Brandon Graham won NFC Defensive Player of the Week, Week 3. And Hassan Reddick won it for Week 4. And I cannot forget to mention that Jalen Hurts was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Month for September. And now on to what I expect to be a way more exciting game than Week 5. 
The undefeated Eagles will host their NFC East rivals, the 4-1 Dallas Cowboys, on Sunday night football. Kickoff is at 8.20 p.m. The Cowboys lost quarterback Dak Prescott week one to an injury. He's been sidelined since September 12th when he had surgery to repair a fracture in his right throwing thumb. On Wednesday, Dak Prescott did not practice, but he did throw to receivers for the very first time since the injury. And on Thursday, he did take part in a few individual drill reps. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy did say that Dak Prescott had some general body soreness on Friday and McCarthy was asked if there is a possibility that Prescott could possibly play or be an available emergency backup role on Sunday and McCarthy said quote not yet because he's thrown individual routes we've thrown on air we haven't yet thrown in a competitive drill and then he went on to say that that's the next hurdle Hopefully, we'll potentially get over that in tomorrow, meaning Saturday's practice, end quote. And so we are more than likely going to see Cowboys backup quarterback Cooper Rush in that starting role on Sunday. The Cowboys have not lost a game with Cooper Rush in that starting role, and he has yet to turn the ball over. However, I bet that that's going to come to an end on Sunday. I'm pretty confident that the Eagles are going to force multiple turnovers. The Cowboys are coming off of a win against the LA Rams 22-10. The Cowboys' run game was really good last week against the Rams. Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard combined for 164 rushing yards. Elliott only needs 38 yards from scrimmage in this game to hit 10,000 for his career. And Tony Pollard had a really nice 57-yard touchdown last week. And he has 44 carries for 248 yards and two touchdowns so far this season. Wide receiver CeeDee Lamb is the Cowboys' leader in receptions with 28, receiving yards with 341, and touchdown catches with two. But the Cowboys' defense is definitely the problem. Micah Parsons, everybody knows that name, one of the best pass rushers in the league so far this season, has 16 solo tackles, 6 sacks, 7 tackles for loss, and 12 QB hits. Demarcus Lawrence is also a beast, and so is Dorrance Armstrong. Through five games, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, and Dorrance Armstrong have already combined for 13 sacks. You also can't forget about Trayvon Diggs, who had 11 interceptions last season and is on pace for career highs in both pass breakups and tackles. Even though the Cowboys' defense is scary, I'm not super confident in Cooper Rush. And so I feel that the Eagles defense is going to be able to force a lot of turnovers in this game. They're a force to be reckoned with. I think they're going to give him problems. And so I have the Eagles winning 27 to 20. We cannot talk about the rivalry without mentioning the drama. So first, I'm not sure if you've heard or seen yet, but it's been floating around there earlier this week. Former Eagles left tackle Jason Peters, who is now in the starting left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys, was asked about the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry and the dislike between the fans. And supposedly, he came for Eagles fans, saying, quote, I just know the Philly fans are effing idiots. He went on to say, but they know that. They pride themselves on being nasty, vulgar. They're going to cuss at you. 
They're going to throw stuff. They pride themselves on that. So they know that. Philly fans is the wildest fans out there to me, end quote. And so, yes, you can look at this in two different ways. It does sound bad, the word idiots. When you first think of that, when I first think of that, I think of the word stupid as another word to be used for it. However, it can also be maybe used in a good way. Like maybe he meant it as they're crazy, they're passionate, they're diehard fans. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, Later in the interview, he did say, that he got his first Super Bowl, you know, in Philly, and he laid a lot of bricks here. He said, Philly, that's my city. Just to go back, it'll be great to beat them. And so I don't think this comment is really that deep. He did spend 11 seasons with the Eagles, and during his time in Philly, he made seven Pro Bowls and four of his all-pro selections. So I'm pretty confident that Philly and the fans still have that salt and will always have a soft spot in his heart. And so I don't think that he meant anything bad by it. And second, Cowboys defensive end Demarcus Lawrence was talking with reporters and asked, of course, about the rivalry. And he was also asked about Jalen Hurts. And then another reporter followed up with another question on Jalen Hurts and another question on Jalen Hurts. And here's what he had to say. Hey, how about this? That's the last question I'm here about Hurts. For real, though. Because I really don't care. It's nothing they do special. Like, it's just football. You know what I mean? It's just us reading our keys, uh, playing our assignments. Like, y'all got to understand the offensive line is uh, taught to block us. If they can't block us, then, you know, it's going to be a lot of chaos out there. So, you know, like, we... Y'all asking me questions like I should be worried about them, you know, never worried, never, worried, never you know, from any situation. But I just want y'all to understand that, you know, we come to play too. The Eagles have issued their final injury report. It was issued late Friday afternoon and it looks like everyone is healthy, which is great news going into this matchup. Every starter that was previously limited during practice this week participated in full on Friday. On the other hand, for the Cowboys, like I mentioned earlier, Dak Prescott was listed as questionable for the very first time since his thumb injury, and wide receiver CeeDee Lamb was also listed as questionable, and he did not practice on Friday because he had a hip injury. The Cowboys' chief operating officer, Stephen Jones, said on 105.3 The Fan on Friday that he is not concerned about CeeDee Lamb's chances to play against the Eagles on Sunday but just something to monitor. But that's going to be a wrap on episode 61 of Above the Nest with Rachel. Like always, don't forget to tap into all of the BGN content on the feed. Check out the recent NFC East mixtape episode and the latest Eye on the Enemy episode and also the most recent BGN radio episodes. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Bleeding Green Insta and also follow us on Twitter at BGN underscore radio. Also, we have a TikTok account so you can follow us on TikTok as well at BGN underscore radio. But you might as well stop what you're doing right now subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've been putting out a lot of content on YouTube, so keep up with that. And speaking of YouTube, immediately following the Eagles week six matchup against the Dallas Cowboys, tune in to the BGN Instant Reaction Show. You can watch the stream on Twitter or YouTube, and you can interact with us. Drop your three-word responses. 
leave your thoughts. We want to know what you guys are thinking as well. But thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to listen to this episode. I am so very grateful for all of you guys and gals. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend and we out! P-G-N. From data privacy to the future of TV, retail media, and beyond, the world of digital marketing is constantly in flux. So how can you keep up? Well, The Current Report is there for you. Each week, marketing leaders on the cutting edge give you the latest insight. So if it's creating a buzz, they'll be talking about it. Subscribe to The Current Report wherever you get your podcasts. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.